this morning to the book of Jonah. We're going to go to the book of Jonah. Jonah is, is in the Old Testament. You know, uh, with so much going on, and, and we as people are the saints of God, sometimes we are very reluctant to do what God has called for us to do. So we have to make sure that we are uh, obedient to what God has uh, spoken to us to do. Now, we're going to begin in Jonah, the book of Jonah, and we're going to start with the first chapter of the book of Jonah, the first chapter of the book of Jonah. Father, we pray right now in the name of Jesus that you just open my eyes, my heart, and my spirit, as well as the congregation, and God, let us uh, receive your word, and we bind up any hindering spirit, and we thank you for it right now. Use us for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen and amen. All right, Jonah chapter number one, and we're going to begin reading at verse number one. It says, Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness is come up before me. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. And he went down to Joppa, and he found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare thereof, and he went down into it. Somebody say down. He went down into it to go with them unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. This morning, we want to we talk, we want to share with you about the birthing of the prophet. A birthing of a prophet. Now, uh, the book of Joel tells us that uh, your sons and daughters, they shall prophesy. They will prophesy. That means they will be messengers that will be delivering a message. Amen? But there's also the office of a prophet. It's, it's, it's different. However, uh, both, uh, whatever reason, um, it will allow us to see ourselves because all of us got some Jonah spirit in us. Amen. We all want to run when God tells us to do something. Amen. Especially if it's, we think it's a hard task. Amen. But it's God's way of birthing the prophet or the messenger that's within us. All right. Now, looking at verse number one, it says, now. When does the word of God come to each one of us? Now. You know, right now is when God speaks. He speaks now. Amen. We're the ones that like to put it off, right? <laughs> we, we tell God, well, well, God, well, what about tomorrow? What about somebody else? But God is speaking to us right now. It says, now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying. Now, Jonah's name, his name means dove. But dove also means being peaceable. And the, his, he says, the word of God says he is a son of a mitai. It means he is a builder of truth. So whenever we're in our peaceful state, God's word will come to us and have us to build truth. And in the midst of building truth, sometimes we don't want to do what God says do. Amen? And so he's, 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 he's one that builds truth. Now, verse number two, God speaks to him and he tells him to arise. In other words, get up from where you are. I've got an assignment for you. 
sometimes we don't like the assignment that God gives us. Amen. Hey, that's not true. We do not like the assignment God gives us. All right. He says, arise. He says, go to Nineveh. The word Nineveh there means to be, it means being agreeable. See, God is really revealing to him what his assignment is. His assignment is really going to be agreeable, but Jonah, uh, he wasn't agreeable. Okay? Now, it goes on and says, he said, I want you to go to Nineveh, that great city, and I want to cry, I want you to cry against it, for the wickedness is come up before me. Do we not know our wickedness will go up before the Lord? Amen. You know, sometimes we don't think God sees and knows everything. Amen. But there comes a time in our life that when our sin becomes very uh, uh, um, uh, not uh, tasteable or not something that God wants to smell. Amen. Because, see, God does not like sin. So what happens here, the wickedness of the people went up before the Lord. So God does get tired, right? Amen. Why do you think all these hurricanes and earthquakes take place? That's because God is trying to get our attention or the world's attention. Amen. Not just America, but the entire world. You remember the last time we, we shared a word about Maria? Maria meant nightmare. Now, when you look at what Maria did, even though it did not hit the mainland, it was a nightmare for the islands. Amen. I mean, totally annihilated. Can you imagine? No water, no food. You know, you can't communicate. I mean, it's, it's a nightmare. And then when they get food to you, then they can't get it, they can't get it to where you are. Everything is cut off. So for them, it is a nightmare. Amen? So, so we have to be very careful and understand God, God had mercy because somewhere somebody repented. Amen? Somebody repented. And so God allowed that hurricane to make a turn and not hit the mainlands of the United States. It could have been the same thing for us as it was in Puerto Rico. So, so here we are now going back to the Bible. The Bible says this. Now, verse number 3 in, in Jonah chapter number 1. Now, verse number 3 says, But Jonah, he rose up to flee unto Tarshish. Now, the word Tarshish there means a place of extreme or a place examination. Sometimes we run to some places and we don't realize God is really examining us while we're going there. We have no clue. It says, but Jonah, he rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. And he went down to Joppa. Now, the word Joppa there means calm waters are beautiful. And the word of God goes on to say that he paid the fare thereof, and he went down into it to go with them unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Let me tell you something. We can never run from the presence of the Lord. Amen. See, he had a problem. You know, God gives him an assignment, tells him what he wants to do, go preach to these, these you know, wicked people, you know. But something happens between verses 3 and, and then the next verse, verse 4. Because, see, as God speaks to him in verse 1, he's a prophet now. He's a messenger of God. Every one of us at some point in our life, we are messengers of God. When we name the name of Jesus Christ, we are messengers of God. And 
what was happening here, Jonah had to go speak to his enemies. See, he had to declare a word. How many of us want to give good tidings to our enemies? I hear your Holy Spirit. Anybody there? You want to be a good, uh, a bearer of good news to your enemies? And, and you know they've done you wrong. <laughs> you, know, you know they've done you wrong. And God said, listen, I want you to go down there. I want you to bless them. I want, you know they've done you wrong. You know they've said some things you don't like. You know, but God said, listen, I want you to go bless them. I want you to say kind words to them. And what do we do? We, we will get us a way or find us a way to move and go to Tarshish. We try to go to the farthest extreme. No, God, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do it. God, they've done this. They've done this. God, I am not going to do nothing that they said for me to do. I, I'm not going to do that. They're my enemies. They done treated me wrong. And God said, you go down there and you bless them. You, you bless them. You give them a word because what they've done was wrong. But now God wants you to be the messenger to, to someone that has done you wrong and everybody connected to you. How many Jonas do we have in the house? Amen. That will go in another direction when God tells you to bless your enemy. Amen. Okay. All right. Some of y'all are not honest. Amen. <laughs> Some of us are not honest. Amen. Amen. But the Holy Ghost knows, right? He knows. Now, let's go to the book of uh, Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter number 23. Jeremiah chapter number 23. That's where we want to go. We're going to go to the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Because, see, there's something about uh, Jonah. Jeremiah, the book of Jeremiah, Old Testament. There's something about Jeremiah that, has, that he has a problem. Amen. He, 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 he has a problem. Uh, Jeremiah chapter number 23, over there. All right, now, you remember that he's fleeing from God, okay? He's running from the Lord. And he don't, he's running from his assignment because a lot of us like to run from our assignment. Now, Jeremiah chapter number 23, beginning at verse number 22. Now, watch God's word. God's word says, But if they had stood in my counsel and it caused my people to hear my words, then they should have turned them from their evil way and from the evil of their doings. Am I God at hand, saith the Lord, and not a God afar off? Watch verse number 24. It says, Can any hide himself in secret places that I shall not see him, saith the Lord? Do not I fill the earth and the earth, saith the Lord. So here he is saying, listen, I don't care where you go, I still see you. I don't care what, what, what you do, I don't care what you say, I don't care what you think, God said, I still, I still see you. See, that's why we have to be very careful in the thoughts that we think. Because even though man does not hear our thoughts, God does hear our thoughts. Amen. Now, we've got some thoughts going on. Amen. We got thoughts that we have against other people. Amen. People that we don't like. Amen. And we may not say it from our mouth vocally, right? But when we put it in our mind, we release those thoughts. God, God knows those thoughts. He sees those thoughts before they formulate in your mind and before they even come out of your mouth. So we have to be very careful what we think. Amen. Because the Holy Ghost, he knows. And there's no way you can go, no place you can go 
no place that you think you can flee from God and God will not see what we do. Amen. I mean, sometimes we think we 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 hiding from man. I you know I used to have a some people that used to 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 smoke cigarettes. Amen. And, and and sometimes you know when they were out you know smoking or whatever, and if I showed up or even they cursed or whatever, you know, and they walked up and they would just stop. Hold up! I don't have heaven or hell to put you in. Amen. There's somebody greater than me, amen, that that's the God above. Now, that's the one you need to be worried about. Don't be worried about what man, whether or not man see you or not. you got to worry about God. So they want to stop when we show up. No, uh-uh. If, you know, why, why, why hide something when you know you're doing it? Amen. So, so there's no place that we can escape. God says, listen, you know, you cannot hide. He said, even the secret places, that verse 24 he says, can any hide himself in secret, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit, in secret places. Anybody been in some secret places lately? Amen. In some secret places, you know you ain't had no business being there. It was a secret place. Amen. And we thought, okay, uh, nobody don't know. You know, can, don't nobody see us. Somebody does see us. Amen. Amen. Because, see, we can't hide from God. Amen. We cannot hide from God. So no place is secret to God. No place is secret to God. Let me say it again. No place is secret to God. God has made the entire universe. He knows. He knows the time that the thought was formed. Oh, I hear you, Holy Spirit. He knew the time that that thought was formulated in our minds. He saw us when we took the first step to go to that secret place. He saw us when we arrived at the secret place or the secret thought. God said, oh, y'all awfully quiet. I don't guess we've been in some wrong places. <laughs> Hello. Are we Holy Ghost in the house. <laughs> I think he is. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. See, that's how wonderful the Holy Spirit is. Now, God says this. He says, he says do, um, do not I feel heaven and earth. In other words, God says, listen, I cover the whole thing, so there's nothing hidden from him. Absolutely nothing is hidden from God. But see, Jonah had a problem. Now, let's go to Psalm 66. Yeah, Psalm 66, Old Testament. Psalm 66, verse number, I think we're going to do verse number 18. Psalm 66. Psalm 66. Amen. Remember now, he's been called to, to deliver a message, to deliver an assignment. He's been called. But he refuses to do what God has told him to do. The reason why he refuses is because he had a heart problem. Many of us don't do what God tells us to do because we got a heart problem. Amen. We 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 name the name of Jesus Christ. We 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 wear that thing that says we're saved, sanctified, and Holy Ghost filled. But God speaks to us and says, "Listen, I need you to bless your enemy," and we decide we're going another direction. Amen. We, you know, amen. That, that's what we do, right? Amen. Because if, if, if the Lord does not bring us, bring a word to where we are, then my standing or hearing him is in vain. Amen. But look what Psalms 66, chapter number 66, verse number 18 says. If I regard iniquity, which is sin, in my heart, the Lord will do what? The Lord will not hear me. Have you ever wondered why we had some not answered prayers? 
It says, if I regard iniquity, if I've got some sin in my heart, or if I've got some unforgiveness in my heart, the word of God says that the Lord will not hear me. He won't hear us. Jonah had a problem. He was harboring hatred for his enemy in his heart, and he knew the mercies and the grace of God. Amen? He knew it. Now, let's go back to, to um, Jonah chapter number one. Let's go back to the book of Jonah. Let's go back to Jonah. Let's go back to Jonah. Jonah chapter number one. And we are going to look at verse number 17. We're going to look at verse number 17 in Jonah chapter number one. Because what has happened here, when Jonah decides to run, just like we do as messengers of God, when he decided to run away, he gets on this ship, he pays, he pays his own fare. You know, we can always find a means of justification why we do what we do, right? You know they did me wrong, so I'm going to do them wrong. Anybody been there besides me? Amen. At some point in time in our own lives, whether we're saved or unsaved, we have said that or we've done that. Or we've done somebody else that way. You know, they've done me wrong, so I'm going to do them wrong. Okay? We can always find a justification why the, we do the acts that we do. Amen? Whether our acts are right or whether our acts are wrong, we will always justify. Amen? Have you ever wanted to do something you know wasn't right and you came up with all kinds of excuses why you should do it? Anybody been? <laughs> Amen. Let's, let's, let's be honest. Amen. So, see, see, this is where God, that examination comes from. Because God wants us to examine ourselves. So he, he, he gets it. He pays his way, you know, to, to get on this boat. And he gets there, and, you know, and, and, and God sends this wind. And he sends this wind, and it, it, it disrupts the ship that he's on. And he thinks he's, he's all right now. He thinks he's got it made. But what happens, God sends that storm. He sends that wind. And next thing you know, there are people say, what are you doing on this boat? What have you done? He began to acknowledge that he was a messenger of God, that he knew God. And God was really after him. Be, oh, I hear Holy Spirit. Be careful whose ship, when I say ship, I mean a physical ship, be careful who you connect yourself with. And the reason why, you don't know what they've done in their life. And if a lot of things going on in, the, in their life, if there's a lot of turmoil going on in their life, and you get yourself connected, you're going to get some of them winds that, that belong to that individual. Amen? So you've got to be very careful. It's just like being caught up in a whirlwind. It picks up a whole lot of stuff. If you're connected with the wrong people, if God has got something he's trying to get them to do, or he's trying to turn their life around, and you're trying to get caught up, because, see, what those men did, they decided they was going to roar and help Jonah out. When God is doing something to somebody, do not decide to help them out. Amen? Because you're really fighting against God. My pastor, years ago, one, he passed away, and, and he shared this. He said, now, I want to tell you something. He, he, he used his own life. He was saying uh, how these people was really going downhill financially. Seemed like everything was going on. It's just going down, down. And he kept putting money to them, kept putting money. All of a sudden, he was getting broke, too. But see, what was happening, God was trying to teach somebody else something, and he had stepped in trying to help them out. Anybody been doing that besides me? There comes when you got to tell folks no. 
You know, someone called me the other day and said, well, um, I, I need a favor. Said, what you need? What kind of favor you need? They got to tell me what kind of favor they needed. And I said, I'm sorry. I, I water the line just broke. We got a leak outside, and, and we got to pay for that water leak. No, I don't have no money. And I'm thinking, like, what you do? This is the first of the month. What did you do with your check? Hello? Um, are, we, are we in the Holy Ghost in the house? You know, they done blow theirs, but then they want to show up at, at, in your kitty and get in, out of your pot and get your goodies out. Amen. That devil is alive. Amen. I mean, you, you, you can't do that. You know, you got to understand. Wait a minute. Hold up. You know, but, but that's what Jonah's friends were doing. They, they were trying to help him out of that situation, but God really was trying to teach them a lesson. But they had gotten caught up in that. Okay. Now, looking at verse number 17 in Jonah chapter number 1, because that's where we're going to go next. But I want to give you that in-between story there. Amen. Because, see, things can begin raging in your life if you're connected yourself to the wrong people. Now, um, Jonah chapter number 1, looking at verse number 17. 17 says, now, there's that word again, now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Now, what does all of that mean? What does that mean? Now, the Bible says here, we're going to go spiritual. He says, the Lord had prepared a great fish. Fish represents truth. Where did he put him? In the belly. The belly is a birthing canal. The belly is where things are birthed, okay? So he's in a place of birthing. And, and when you're being birthed by truth, the Bible says it was like three days and three nights. It was required for a resurrection to take place in order for him to carry the message that God had for him to carry. There are times when you're going through some things, it's like having birthing pains. It's like women, you know, when they have birthing pains, comfortable discomfort and you really just seem like oh nothing going right you are no, no matter what you eat you're not satisfied no matter what you put on you're not satisfied and something spiritually you're there are birthing pains and what God is trying to do is birth truth in us and, and the reason why he has to birth truth because so right now truth looks like uh um uh, Water that has some uh, uh, impurities in it. Let me put it that way. War, I almost said what my husband normally say. Amen. But, but, but it's like water, water that has some impurities in it. Okay? So as God places him in, 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 the, in the belly of truth or in that uh, uh, womb or that birthing place, he has to be resurrected because, see, his heart not right. See, when our heart is not right, we will not carry out the, uh, the plans that God has called and ordained for our life. So there has to come a season of adversity. That's those night seasons. Okay? We have to be resurrected from those adversities. But in order for that to happen, we have to go through those birthing pains, and we got to allow truth to prevail. Amen. It is very important. So here he is. Well, this is what God does. When we do not do what God tells us to do, then God has to use very extreme means. Amen. Have we gone through some extreme means before? <laughs> because we failed to do what God told us to do. 
Okay, now, as we continue now, let's go to the book of John, St. John, chapter number 7. St. John, chapter number 7, talking about the birthing, the birthing uh, of a prophet. St. John, chapter number 7. Keep your place now, and and, uh, Jonah, keep your place there so you won't lose your way. Now, St. John, chapter number 7, and we're going to look at verse number 37. It's very important we understand about the birth. Canal. It's very important because that's what God will cast us when he wants us to begin to line up, thank you, Holy Spirit, to line up with truth. Now, St. John chapter number 7, looking at verse number 37. Are we there? Now, verse 37 says, In the last day, that great day of, of the feast, Jesus stood and he cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. Here's the key verse, verse number 38. He that believeth on me, as the scripture saith, out of his what? Out of his belly shall flow a flow of rivers of living water. See, we have to go into that place, in that belly, because out of it flows uh, the rivers of living water. The, the, the rivers of living water is nothing but the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit lies on within the inside. So in order for our heart to be right, because, see, Jonah's heart was not right. And that's why he couldn't minister to his enemies because he had, he had some issues, just like us today, right? We have some issues ain't, with folk. Amen. Uh, are, we, are we real in the house? <laughs> we got some issues with some people, right? Amen. We got some issues. We, we, we've got some issues. Amen. Now, so, so God has to put us in, 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 in that birthing canal because we've got to go through some pain. Anytime we birthed anything, we're going to go through some pain. Amen. Now, let's go back to the book of Jonah. Let's go back to the book of Jonah in chapter number 2. All right, let's go, we're going back now. We, we're going to go a little bit further into what God is saying. Jonah chapter number 2. Are we there? It says, then, watch this, we all are guilty. Then Jonah did what? Prayed unto the Lord, his God, out of the fish's belly. Do we not pray when we're going through? I mean, when God really got his hands on us, when I, when I, I don't mean hands in a good way. <laughs> when he's really holding us down and he's giving us that chastisement, you know, all of a sudden we'll start praying, won't we? We get a, get a place between a rock and a hard place. First thing we want to do is, be, I'm going to call on God. Now, when everything is going good and going well, we don't pay God a bit of mind, right? Hey, come on, can we get real in the house? You see, until, oh, I hear you, Holy Spirit, until we get real with our own selves and our own issues, we'll forever be going down the same road. Until we can become honest with our own life and with the things that are happening with us, then we will continue to do the same thing. Well, we all know what we're going through, and, 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 and especially when we've been outside the will of God, and God starts whooping us on our, you know, he gives us a whooping, all of a sudden we start crying out, right? God, I need your help. And, hello, are we, are we for real? Amen. Yeah, we do. We're guilty. We're all guilty. Amen. So but he begins to, to, to cry out. And the reason why, because, see, his heart wasn't right. See, many times we don't receive because our hearts are not right. Now, this is a messenger. We're messengers with God for him. 
So this heart wasn't out. Now he cries out. Verse number two, he says, uh, as he cried out from the belly of the fish, he says in verse two, and he said, I cried by reason of what? Of mine affliction. You know, the scripture will answer. When man won't answer, the word will. Now, the word says he cried because of his afflictions. How many times do we cry out because of our afflictions? Amen. So the word, the word will bust us out every time. Amen. So he says, I cried out by reason of my affliction unto the Lord. And look at the beauty. And he what? He heard me out of the belly, that birthing place of hell. Because, see, sometimes the things that we go through seem like we in hell. I mean, it seems like it's rough, right? It seems like it's, it's never going to get any better. Amen? But he cries. See, God's telling us that place where we're in, that very difficult place, he says, start crying out. Cry out. Cry out to me. And then he says, then I will hear you. You know, and the Bible goes on to say, he said, I cried out of hell. And then he said, and thou heardest my voice. See, God, sometimes our voice becomes strange to God, but we ain't talked to him in a long time. The last time we talked to the Lord. I'm getting kind of country, right? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> See, sometimes our voice is strange unto God. Our voice is strange unto God because sometimes we, we don't talk to him. We don't, we don't pray. We don't communicate. No prayer, no power. No prayer, no power. Amen. So we wonder why we, we, we don't have any power. Well, we've got to check out how much communication we've been with the Lord. We're still talking about now that the birthing of a prophecy. All this births us as messengers. It, it makes us stronger. For whatever reason, pain makes us stronger. I don't get it, don't like it, but it's true. Amen. So he goes on and he says, listen, he says, you heard me. But look at verse number three. Verse number three says this in Jonah chapter number two. Verse three says, for thou hast cast me into the deep. He's cast me. The Lord, see, we blame too much stuff on the devil. A lot of the stuff, God said, I need to do this because I need you to come up out of the place where you are because I want to use you as my messenger. So what does he do? He casts him into the deep. He casts us into the deep. Now, the deep is a place of darkness. See, he cast us into the deep. When you look at the book of Genesis and, uh, uh, in chapter number 1, it talks about how the, uh, uh, the water moved upon the face of the deep. And in other words, it moves upon the face of the darkness. And when you go to the book of Job, it talks about how the, uh, the face of the waters are frozen. See, there are times in our life when it seems like everything's at a standstill. Amen. Nothing seems to be going right. Everything is at a standstill. That means it's frozen in time. For a purpose. It's, it's done for a purpose. Amen. So then watch what he says. Now, this is how difficult it is when we're in that place where God, that hard place. Because, see, that's where God puts us in order for us to cry out to him. In that hard place, that difficult place. Verse 3 says, For thou hast cast me into the deep, the place of darkness, in the midst of the seas, and the floods come past me about. All thy billows and thy waves passed over me. In other words, that word floods there means confusion. 
when we're in a sense of, of, of difficulty, our minds is confused. We, we don't think rationally. You know, we, we make bad decisions, right? See, all these are things are happening because, see, when, when we're in that place of difficulty with the Lord, you know, sometimes our mind just don't really uh, um, make the right decisions uh, on the things that we need to do. Amen. I mean, it, it, but yet we're still, we, we are resilient and resilient. Uh, Result, uh, we're resilient and we're refusing to go the way the Lord is telling us to do. Amen. You know, God said, listen, I need you to go. I need you to go down here and preach to these folks. But you said you're going to go over here. Amen. Reluctant for the assignment because we want to do our thing, right? We always want to do our thing and not what God has called for us to do. Now, but then God will take us through some things, amen, to get us where we need to be. Now, looking at verse number four, verse number four says, Then I said, I am cast out of thy sight. Yet, woo, watch this, I will look again toward thy holy hill. Sometimes we won't look toward God until we're going through. When it feels like God is not there for us and, and, and seems like everything is going wrong, that's when we turn because that's what Jonah said. He said, I'm going to look again. In other words, when it looks like God is not there, and then there comes a time when you just got to turn around and you got to look. You got to keep looking for him until you find him. You got to keep searching for him until you find him. He's been there all the time. It's just the problem is we've been going the wrong direction. Amen. Going in the wrong direction. So he said, I'm going to look again toward the holy temple. Verse 5 says, the waters come past me about, even to the soul. The death closed me round about. The weeds was wrapped about my head. He was in total confusion. But look at this, verse number 6. This is how difficult it gets when we're going through. Verse number 6 in Jonah chapter number 2. He says, I went down to the bottoms of the mountains. The earth with her balls were about me forever. It seemed like whatever we're in, we're going to never get out. That's how he felt. It seemed like the situation I'm going through seemed like I, I will never, ever get out of this. All right? But God's good news. God will, when we get our hearts right, he will bring that thing to pass and allow us to come up out of that belly of truth. Then he goes on, he says, he said, yet have thou brought up my life from corruption, O Lord my God. Verse 7 says, when my soul fainted within me, look at this, I did what? I remembered the Lord. When my soul fainted within me, you know, when things got so bad and I just a point of give up or surrender, then he remembered the Lord. He remembered the Lord. He says, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came in unto thee into thine holy temple. Now look at verse number 8. This is what he discovered. See, until we go through what we're having to go through in life, we will never discover some things. Amen? When you look at verse number 8 in Jonah chapter number 2, verse 8 says this, They that observe, what kind of vanities? Lying vanities, look at the latter part, forsake what? Their own mercy. This is what he discovered. After going through and coming to the conclusion, and he looked back to God, he says, now wait a minute. Wait, wait hold up. This is what I'm, what I'm seeing. This is what I'm observing. 
this is what I've discovered. Lying vanities is causing me to forsake the mercies of God. Have you ever kept lying to yourself? In denial. <laughs> you keep lying to yourself. It's black. No, it's white. It's green. No, it's purple. Those are lying vanities. And it's emptiness. You're lying to yourself. Oh, it, 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 it's, it's going to get better. But we don't do nothing to make no change. Amen. In order for it to get better, there has change has to come has to come about. But he discovered now, in going through all that he had to go through, he discovered that he was really forsaking the mercies of God. When we keep denying that God, one one of the things I, I hate the most, and I hate is a strong word, is this this thing about oh I am just human. You know I, I you know. Sometimes we use that law on the devil. The devil made me do this. No, the devil didn't make her do nothing. It's like this. Where is the power of the Holy Spirit? See, we don't give the Holy Spirit the, the, the power that it deserves. I mean, there is nothing. Last night, I'm going to give you an example how, how quick the Holy Spirit will come when we pray. We came over here last night and after we got a call and said, you know, the chairman wasn't going to be here. So we came over last night and uh, set up the cameras. Dr. Mellon set up the cameras, and we did some things in the back. And uh, he got kind of frustrated because one of the cameras, the one that Doc is over there on, it, it, it would not do anything. He couldn't get it to work. And he was getting frustrated. When I say frustrated, he was, y'all know him, right? Amen. He was getting frustrated because he couldn't get something to work. And we had just got that camera back and paid over $200 to get it fixed. Amen. And so when I come out, I, I heard him. He was just, so I sat down over there on that pew and I said, Lord, I prayed. He had no clue I was praying. I sat over there. I said, Lord, please show him what he needs to see. Help him. Help him with the camera so he won't be frustrated if he can get it going. It was a matter of moments. All of a sudden he said, I got it. I got it. I got it. You see, we have to trust the Holy Spirit and pray. Pray about everything. Because, see, if I do it in Brenda's, in Brenda's old crazy mind, I, I'll have me in a wreck real quick. Hey, I'm not by myself. Y'all wreck too. Amen. We'll we have a pile up. Amen. But, but I prayed. I said, God, get, show him. That it was a little something simple. I said, show him. Amen. And so that's how powerful the Holy Spirit is. We have to allow the Holy Spirit to do his job. See, he wants to do his job. He, he wants to lead us. He wants to guide us. He wants to teach us. He, that's his job. We're so busy to teaching our own selves and in a hot mess, right? <laughs> when we teach our own self, we get in a hot mess. Amen. Why do all that when you've got a guide on the inside of you that will lead you, give you the directions where you need to go? It will teach you everything you need to know. We have the Holy Spirit on the inside. Amen. Oh, I can't forgive that person. They've done me. But yes, you can. Through the power of the Holy Ghost, yes, you can. But you don't know my situation. Well, you don't know my situation either. Amen. Amen. See, the Holy Spirit, he will help us to do the things that we find difficult to do, even in blessing our enemies. Amen. Amen. He will help us. That's his job. He's been assigned to do that. Amen. Let me move, oh Lord, let me, let me move on. Let me move on. So he makes that discovery. We forsake 
we it says we forsake the the mercy. We forsake the mercies of God. There's gonna come a time in all our life we're gonna need some mercy. Amen. But if we keep believing in lying vanities, you know, the mercy is gonna be forsaken from us. So we've got to learn that we have to do it God's way and not our way. And then here's the next thing, verse number nine, he also discovers. He discovers this. He says, But I will sacrifice unto thee with a voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. He made a discovery. Salvation is of the Lord. It wasn't of man. And the reason why you know salvation is of the Lord and, and not of man, when you go into chapter number 4 of the book of Jonah, chapter number 4, you will find that when God, if he allowed Jonah to come up out of that belly of truth, he ran and he told the truth. I mean, see, in, uh, the people of Nineveh, what had happened, their God was the fish God. It was half man and it was half fish. Can you imagine, you are, people are there out on the beach, and next thing you know, here come a man being spewed up out the sea. And you, you, and you know that that's the God that you are serving, that fish God. And he comes running through town. <laughs> when God got through with Jonah, he couldn't wait to get to Nineveh. He couldn't wait to, to, to begin to go deliver that message. He couldn't wait. I mean, the, the Bible talks about how quick he got there. And I guarantee you that message was so powerful that it began to a point where even when he began to declare what God is saying and told him he was going to destroy that city, next thing you know, everybody was repenting. It got to the king. He began to repent. Nobody could fast, not even the hour. Nothing took place. And all of a sudden, God saw their heart. They had repented. They had repented, and then God changed his mind about wiping them out. Amen. God changed his mind. But look at old crazy Jonah. You know, we told you in the beginning he had a hard issue. <laughs> he gets mad because these people had repented. Have you ever got mad when your enemy turned around and started doing good? Got a hard problem. He had a hard problem. When you read chapter number four, he told he, Jonah begins to speak to the Lord. He tells God, "Listen, God, that's why I didn't want to go because I know I know your mercy, I know your grace. I knew you was going to take care of him. I knew you was going to forgive him." See, that was his attitude. He still had a heart problem after all that he went through in the belly of the fish, in the belly of the whale, going through those difficult times. He still had a heart problem. He gets up, he delivers a message, people are, are, are set free, and, and he has a problem. He has a problem with his enemies, God giving them mercy and grace. Anybody have problems with you when you see your enemy, God blessing them, and it seems like you're going down? Thank you, darling, you, you, you know it's true, amen. Yeah, you, it's okay to be real. This is the real house of realness, right? How can you be delivered from something if you will not acknowledge something? Amen. If you've got a problem, you just got a problem. Amen. And the main thing is to turn toward the holy temple, turn toward God, and ask God to help. Amen. He had a problem. He still had a heart problem. But the thing was, now I'm going to show you how, how we want mercy, but we don't want other folks to have mercy. Look, if you read chapter number four, continue with chapter number four, it talks about how the Lord allowed this plant to grow up. So Jonah's decided, well, I'm going to go, I'm going to get me some shade, I'm going to sit back. 
And I'm going to watch the city. I'm going to see what God going to do. Well, he didn't plant that plant. It grew up and gave him shade. But see, God knows our heart. He knows. So what God did, he said, okay, came out a little worm. He calls this worm. And he tells this worm to begin to eat up the plant. He began to eat up the plant. Well, the shade that he had or the covering or protection that he had was no longer there. You know, sometimes God will remove the covering, amen, and allow all the winds to hit our life. But when he began to remove the covering from him and that plant began to die, well, Jonah gets mad. He gets upset with God. He looked for mercy. But yet, God, this is how God speaks to him. God said, wait a minute. There, were, there are over 600,000 souls that's out there. And look what the Bible says about them. When you look at the last few verses in chapter number 4, it begins to talk about how they, they can't discern from their right or their left. In other words, they were just like babies. A baby cannot discern his left from his right. A baby can't do that. But he didn't have any compassion for those people, but he wanted God to have compassion on him. How, have any of us been there? Well, we want God to have compassion on us, but we don't want God to have compassion on nobody else. But the sad part about the story is, at the very end, it doesn't tell anything else about Jonah. All it ends it with is about what God says to him. Listen. All these people that don't know their left from their right, then they can't discern. You want me to destroy them, but you want me to have mercy on you. And the story ends. So that let me know that we all individually and collectively, we, will write, we can write our own ending. We write, the, we write our own ending. I couldn't understand, thank you, Holy Spirit, I couldn't understand why there was no ending. I searched and I searched. I said, whatever happened to Jonah? What happened? What happened? And, then, and, and just now, just now, God gave it to me. He says, we all write our own ending. We decide. Either we will be messengers for God and do what God tells us to do, get our hearts right, or we will go down the wrong path until the end of eternity. It's up to us. But he's trying to birth the messenger within us so we can do God's will and God's bidding. Amen. So what, what will you write? What will be your ending to the story? What will be your ending to the story? Will your heart change or will we still keep the same heart set? Where no mercy is shown, no mercy is given. That's what Jesus said. Amen. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for his word. Amen. 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 We just thank and praise the Lord for your attention. I pray that you all was able to receive something from the word of God.